0: Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the podcast. So if you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that I started hinting about that I wanted to bring on some amazing guest speakers to talk to you who are doing really, really awesome things around their niches. And I am super excited to bring to you today a wonderful friend of mine, an amazing creative and just amazing person in general, uh, Mm -hmm. Lena. So, I know Lena from, I don't know, for years back, we got to know each other through the wedding photography world. And Lena is just doing some really incredible things. Um, so, I'm going to pass you over to Lena to introduce herself to you.
1: Well, thank you for that lovely introduction, Uh, Kat. I'm very humbled. Thank you. Um, Yeah, we have known each other for a while now. It's just been lovely. Um, So my name is Lena Orsino-Allen. I am a uh, wedding photographer, but I'm also a holistic business and intuition coach. Now as a wedding photographer, I've worked with my husband Tom as Lena and Tom Photography for the last 14 years. We've shot We think it's just under 400 weddings together as a pair in that time. And, you know, we've been through, um, obviously we've all been through the C word, but pre that, um, in the years before that we had a couple of testing years when overwhelm really kicked in as we got more popular, um, and busier. We struggled a bit to kind of manage our workload. Um, and so through that process of um me exploring the holistic side of myself to help get through that and the big pause that we all had in 2020, um, I discovered a holistic and quite frankly witchy side of myself um, that I knew had been dormant for a long time but had o- always been there. So I now also work as Lina Della Luna and I guide. Mostly uh, entrepreneurs and and business owners into how they can have a more holistic blend into their lifestyle. Um, I'm also a spiritual mentor for people who want that more spiritual side of coaching. So I now have these two wonderful businesses uh that help me serve people in different ways. That's awesome. So, yeah, you said
0: that you really kind of got you said back in touch with this kind of witchy Mm. spiritual side sort of a lot during the pandemic was it something that was always there?
1: Definitely so um, I as a child was very intuitive which by the way we all are we actually all have very intuitive and even psychic senses as children across the board Um, but it tends to get kind of beaten out of us Hopefully not literally uh, at school, because in the school system, we don't want to be intuitive individuals. We need to fall in line. And I was a very intuitive child. I was very into, um, you know, I'd be the one collecting uh, rocks and shells at the beach. I'd be the one cramming uh my mum's uh shampoos and bath gels making potions in the bathroom and i also would have experiences in places where i really felt like i sensed energy um my dad would have um these really weird psychic dreams often um but he would he basically just put it aside as like a weird quirk we were a catholic family so being which he wasn't really uh <laughs> necessarily something they encouraged um and in my teens i started dabbling a little bit you know with tarot and i would always be burning incense and then my parents decided it was a little bit too far and kind of you know made it all stop by sending me to confirmation class That's and good. then from my sort of late teens onwards i had issues with depression on and off and um I really found that when I tackled it once and for all in my late thirties, I had this big kind of outpouring of uh my intuitive self, my psychic self came out I guess people would call it a spiritual awakening if they you know if 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 that phrase aligns with you, but essentially, I felt like I was remembering who I was, and part of that was also um a remembering of lunar living, um living with the cycles of the moon. I did a qualification in cyclical living and um moonology as it's called and I felt like I was literally remembering things. I wasn't learning, it was all just coming coming back out of me. Um, so from that I was able to accept finally myself as the uh lunar witch that I am and think about how i could help others who were maybe suffering with anxiety and overwhelm particularly with um you know uh, an entrepreneurial life uh and help bring that to them but i've definitely always been i mean there are pictures of me as a six-year-old and i've got this really long heavy straight hair with a blunt fringe and it's like you know the weird the weird little italian kid in the corner that just looks like she's gonna cast a spell that was me in the school (laughs) photo so um yeah so and i think we're a little bit more um i think spirituality is becoming um less of a thing to be ashamed of and and less of a kind of hippie thing so um i think it's more acceptable now to say you know you are a witch or or you do you know follow a certain path so yeah and
0: was there like any hesitation with you not necessarily of owning that part of you but bringing that part out more publicly especially in terms of the business side of things
1: definitely so um when uh all of this started coming out of me and i made the decision that what i really wanted to do was help other people i was adamant that it had to remain almost like a secret from my lena and tom life so i now had lena and tom and lena de la luna and i really i started a new instagram and everything i didn't really follow many people i knew because i was worried about the showing up on you know suggested and i really tried to keep it this side secret of me uh uh, secret about me um i was terrified that wedding clients and people in the wedding industry would find out that i was this holistic Um, you know, mentor and witch and and the stuff I did. And it would kill my business with Tom. It was a real concern because I thought that's not fair on him. You know, we would built all this together over the last 14 years. And and then here I am kind of, you know, bringing weirdness in or whatever. (laughs) But what I found was I kept getting this feeling that until I acknowledged it, until I acknowledged this very real part of me, it wasn't going to grow, right? It's like when you start a business and you still have a part-time job, right? And until you, or a full-time job, and until you really give your new business all the attention it deserves, it never truly grows, right? And it was the same thing. And I kept getting a little intuitive hits or messages in meditations that I had to get it out there. I had to accept who I was. And so I think it was some point in 2021 that we were doing an Instagram post that was a kind of reintroduction of me. And I, you know, there was like four or five things about me. And I just tried to bury in there. Lena is also a certified (laughs) moonologer and holistic coach. Uh, And she works with the moon and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, she's also Italian and blah, 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 and tried to bury it, thinking people wouldn't read that far down. And that was my little, I'm acknowledging it. And, you know, what happened was I got loads of DMs, either from, you know, past or, or present couples saying, oh, my God, the moon stuff, it's so cool. I've been wanting to learn this myself. Or, um, oh, I, you know, how do we work with you? Or how do we follow you on Instagram? And what, you know, and, and it was just, an opening, you know, all of a sudden people are like, Oh my god, I want to hear more. And so I started to have a few people following me on my Instagram, which felt a little bit nerve-wracking. So I was like, Oh my god, what if I show up? And blah blah blah. And then of course they start sharing posts um that I was doing, which then felt even more terrifying. But I was like, right, I've got to go with this. And then I started being approached and I started getting clients from the wedding world and and some of my one to one clients now are wedding industry pros, you know, I've got wedding photographers, I've got wedding planners, wedding celebrants, who are my one on one clients, because there is no denying the benefits to bringing that kind of mind, body, soul approach to your working life and and getting that blend so it was definitely tricky at first and it took um took a bit of a leap of faith for me but once I it was like that relief like say you've got a big secret and you admit it and then it's like oh okay fine you know it's out there and then thankfully it just started growing and growing and I've had nothing but a positive response so
0: that's amazing because I just remember from like conversations as well because of the type of clients that you work with in the wedding industry so for people who don't know Lena and Tom often work in their kind of luxury wedding market and so there was this idea that oh, those people aren't into the woo mm. stuff as, as I call it you know into that's that brilliant. spiritual side of things um but yeah how how did you find also the reaction from from the clients like they were just cool with it then
1: yeah, totally. I mean, if anything, they, they kind of wanted to know more. I mean, if yeah, we yeah. think about it, you know, the rise in retreats and wellness in hotels is massive. You know, yeah. people love, you know, even if they're not regular, say, uh, yoga practitioners, they will love going to a a nice wellness hotel and maybe do a yoga on the beach at sunrise and and a meditation. And wellness is really, really growing. It's one of the fastest uh, growing kind of industries. And people, I think, have got to, COVID taught people that they were at breaking point. I think that that enforced pause showed a lot of us we had taken on too much and life was too fast and we just needed to slow down so what i found was actually a lot of clients had heard about cyclical living they had heard about lunar living they had seen a book or you know they'd seen it on a tv program about how and you know and especially um you know women are directly linked through you know menstrual cycles or them you know their makeup so even if they don't have a menstrual cycle anymore we still have a um uh what's the word they we still have like a connection to the moon cycles in our own cycles but as a as a as a human you know as human beings we are cyclical beings we're not linear beings the seasons are cyclical so actually lots of people had heard about this stuff and so all it did was people go I really want to know more I really want to learn more so I started doing kind of basic workshops on what the eight phases of the moon were and how to lean into cyclical living and how to use um, the moon as a guide for setting intentions and yeah people just really really love leaning into it so um, so it's been brilliant in that in that respect but is the moon is for everyone i will point that out
0: awesome so that how did that then lead on to how you kind of decided what you were going to offer in this new business that you were building
1: yeah it's definitely evolved so i've been um, it's been just over two years now that um I've been kind of active as uh, Lena de la Luna and in the beginning, it was very much just focused on the moon. So I, um, would offer workshops. Um, I would host like evening workshops on zoom and teach, um, like I just said, things like here are the phases, but what happened was the more I got into this myself, the more hungry I was to learn. So I started learning more about astrology. I started learning more about intuition. I started learning more about psychology and the way our our brains work and kind of the uh, conscious versus the subconscious. And so all of that started to inform my practice on how I could help individuals with their needs, if they were feeling burnt out and overwhelmed, so in the last couple of years, it's definitely gone from just being like a you know a lunar guide or a lunar witch through to a general holistic practitioner and When I started working with business owners, that's when it the it really evolved my coaching really evolved because what I bring as a holistic coach or a holistic business coach, shall I say in kind of contrast to maybe a traditional business coach is that one week, um, I might do a session with a client on, you know, a rebrand, say they're planning a rebrand. So we might start and create a strategy for it. And then their next session might be an inner child meditation, because they're feeling fear around something. So what they get, working with me is is a kind of what does your mind body soul need this week mm-hmm. and sometimes it's mind and sometimes it's soul you know Um, I'm not quite there on body but I have started doing embodied dance with some of my clients so actually I'm probably there as well <laughs> anyway you know and just connection to those three elements of ourselves so it kind of so with my clients they don't have to have A business coach and then a spiritual coach, you know, they kind of get I I am everything they need me to be, depending on what we work. We work through is what they need. And usually it's a three pronged approach. You know, I find if someone is struggling, you know, with their business due to overwhelm, actually, we do need to work on the connection of the three or if someone really has. deep spiritual leanings it then tells me a lot maybe about how their day-to-day also needs to pan out and how they can bring that spirituality into their day-to-day so it's it is literally bringing a, a holistic approach to whatever it is they need at that point
0: awesome so i guess i'm trying to think now like putting myself in your shoes like Cause you've gone through the whole process of building your photography business. And I know we've talked before on like marketing SEO stuff for that. So what were the challenges that you faced in then building a whole new business again from, from scratch?
1: So I think the main challenge was about who am I in this business, you know, for 14 years, I was, you know, I, I I was and am and have been part of a husband and wife team. You know, we have that equal partnership. Our names are both on it. And the first thing I had to do was, who am I? You know, what's 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 my niche? You know what? Who am I as Lena? There is no and Tom in this business. Um, that's not to say he doesn't support me. He built my website. He did all my graphic design. So, you know, he's been brilliant in that respect. But the first thing I had to do was really look at myself and go, who am I as Lena? And, um, that was really a really interesting process for me because it really made me focus on what it was that I wanted to bring to people, what it was that I wanted to be of service to others. So going through that process, um, it was really like, OK, so what? who am I? OK, oh, I'm this, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a moonologer, I'm a lunar witch. I'm here to help people discover this about themselves. But actually, I don't want it to stop there. So if anyone's ever read the book Moonology by Yasmin Boland, um, I was one of the first people in the UK to um, study her certification um, and learn from her the moonology method of living uh, by the cycles of the moon. Uh, But very soon I started to realise that I wanted more. I didn't just want to be a moonologer. There was too much else out there that I felt could help people, which is why I revert to calling reverted to calling myself a holistic business and intuition coach because the moon was then not enough for me. But that was a process of discovery about what sort of coach I wanted to be. And was I happy just doing moon readings for people? No, I wasn't. You know, I wanted to explore how I can really make a difference to people's lives and you know i love working seeing a client work through things like self-sabotaging behaviors or limiting beliefs through a more holistic approach and actually you know i also do bring astrology into my work as well and i, I know that's a um you know a, a bit of a uh i was gonna say a might Uh, subject but I don't know if that's too British a reference but um, you know some people uh, find astrology interesting some people think it's a load of old rubbish me personally I feel like I've got the evidence with my clients to show that actually considerations based on people's personal astrology can actually tell us a lot about their personality and why they maybe do things so it's a multi-layered approach really targeted on who they are but that was something I had to discover who I was as an individual and therefore what I wanted to offer having just come off the back of 14 years of always making kind of joint decisions and thinking about who we were as a couple. So. Awesome. So
0: I'm, I'm really curious. I mean, you, you know me, you've known me for years that I'm someone who says that I'm not into any of the woo stuff but yeah, I own crystals. You've, you've, you've helped me. You've got me crystals before. And whenever yeah. I've had conversations with you, like I always end up in tears and I don't know why half the time. And I'm just like, Oh God, she's, she's doing the witchy stuff again. <laughs> um, and I'm just, I'm just so not like that, but like, I'd love to hear as well. Cause I'm, I'm always just curious. I love to just come to everything with a curious mind. My mm-hmm. mind to <laughs> is always like, it can't do any harm yes (laughs) like with so many things in life I'm just like there's a limit to that but I'm often like eh, what's the harm in just getting curious having a look Mm. and so I'd love to hear because you mentioned just now about how so like with the astrology hang on I always get them mixed up astrology and astronomy astrology (laughs) um how like you use like, I know you do like the like the birth charts and stuff like how you actually use that like if you've got any stories with clients of how you've actually used that to work with them in their business and like what changes or results that's
1: yeah had. so yeah so interestingly astrology and astronomy were actually linked until the age of enlightenment yeah they were considered the same practice astrologers were astronomers astronomers were astrologers and when the kind of men and science came together, they just decided that astrology uh, wasn't what they wanted. And so that it was separated. Um, but the use of astrology goes back millennia. And in fact, you'll find that most U.S. presidents and uh, royal families, they all use astrology dates. Dates and numerology are still very much a thing. What's interesting, and this I guess is what has always piqued my interest, so we need to remove our idea of astrology from reading a little horoscope in the back of a magazine because those horoscopes have been generalized to just fit a whole twelfth of society, so what those horoscopes are based on is the fact that we're all born um in a in a in a four week you know we have a four week period which is given a name a season gemini season leo season etc now how many you know billions of people are on the planet so how is a horoscope going to resonate with you when it's supposed to also resonate with one twelfth of the planet right it's going to be vague so forget that as being true astrology i mean it is astrology But the most interesting thing that I love is when you look at someone's birth chart, which is a blueprint of the sky at the time you were born. It tells us we we look at the time, the place of birth, the location. And what it tells us is that. um, No, because of the uh, different movements of the planets, no one will have the same birth chart as you for around twenty-six thousand years right we're talking exactly the same uh degrees seconds of the planet's movements so we're actually super unique beings we just don't really realize it and uh when i look at someone's birth chart the position of their sun the position of their moon the position of um their Mercury, for example, just tells me a bit about how they're going to react to certain things. So, for example, Mercury, everyone's heard of Mercury because of Mercury retrograde, which sends people a bit uh, doolally. And it is a thing, but not as kind of scary thing as sort of pop culture, astrology and TikTok like to say. But that tells me how you communicate, right, where your Mercury placement is. Tells me what kind of communicator you are. So if I'm working with you as your coach, I can see by your Mercury placement whether you are going to enjoy like direct communication or whether I have to use different methods with you. Maybe I have to be a bit softer, maybe, you know, so things like that tell me actually a lot about you. Things like where your um, your birth chart is split into 12, 12 houses, each house covers a different theme in life. One of the houses shows me your career. You know, what what is going to bring you status in this life? Well, the placement of that career zone is going to tell me whether you are suited to the thing you're going for or whether we need a different approach. So by looking at my clients' birth charts when they start working with me, it actually tells me a lot about their personality. Because, you know, you're you're a coach, you'll know, that actually one size doesn't fit all when you're working with individuals. Yeah. So the astrology really almost like cuts a corner for me in terms of getting to know my client, because it already gives me an idea of their likely kind of personality traits, things they're going to succeed as, you know, if someone's got a sixth house in Virgo, for example, I know they're going to be very good at routine. And I've never met anyone yet that has not, you know, not, uh, you know, lived up to that. I know that routine, they're going to love it. Yeah. Whereas there might be other placements where it just doesn't work for them so i can use that almost as like an extra language to the work that i'm doing with them and it almost helps me speed things up because i can then alter our you know the practices we use the modalities we use so that we can we can work through whatever it is that they need to work through
0: do you ever find that people's birth chart says so when you've gone and you've fed out all this information Do you ever um, look at those and say, "Okay, this person, for example, like you said, is probably not good with the routines"? But actually, do you ever find that they sometimes, I don't know if that's the right word, but defy what their birth chart says, or often that they have different characteristics?
1: No, because um, because you then have to read a birth chart as a whole, so. You know, the sixth house Virgo might love routines, but they might have a certain planet in that area that then swaps and changes that. So we have to read the positions, but we also have to read the planets. So initially it sounds quite complicated, but it's not really when you start to get used to reading charts. So I have to look at multiple elements, um, but generally uh, people are their charts people really are their charts like i i've never ever in in nearly three years of reading birth charts i don't think i've ever looked at a chart and thought hmm, this doesn't make sense with this person because it almost always makes sense so I, um yeah
0: interesting because it's one of those things that um i don't know if i've really spoke spoken much about it like sort of in a public setting but for me, that kind of makes me think of, so it's going off on a bit of a tangent here, but we'll bring it back in, of um, personality tests and yes. like Enneagrams and things. Because in some ways, I think they can be great. And sometimes I will look at mine, and I'm like, oh God, it's so right. But then sometimes I look at it and I think, but is this then just an excuse for me to not change and say, oh, that's just that's just my personality type. That's how I am and being in. So again, coach to coach. Mm. that fixed mindset versus growth mindset like is there a kind of a thing with birth charts too of like oh my birth chart says I'm this type of person therefore that's my get out of jail free card kind of thing
1: yeah there is when people read their own birth chart so a lot of you know you can go online and just you know, put your details into uh, an astrology website and get up your own birth chart and go, oh, I've got my mercury there. That may mean I'm more chatty because you get these very basic kind of descriptions as to what it means. And so what you sometimes get is people who then get quite like fierce on their own astrology. Like um, there's a brilliant clip online of someone saying to Lizzo that she wasn't actually a Taurus and she gets quite, defensive she's like no 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 I am a Taurus and it's because that person has seen her birth chart and you might be born in May under a Taurus sun but actually the sun was rising in the eastern horizon and triggering a different sign which actually tends to be more your personality in the world it's called your rising sign so actually we tend to be more our rising sign than our sun sign But what I find happens is when people go out and just start doing basic astrology themselves or maybe reading too much pop astrology. You know, these accounts on TikTok that are like, you know, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. Don't you dare book a holiday. It will all go wrong. Um, You know, it can get a bit like that. But if your birth chart is read as a whole. By someone who knows (laughs) knows how to read it. It actually should. the The only thing it should do is empower you. Yeah, it would never give you like a oh well, I'm a so and so so and so, therefore that doesn't appeal to me, or I can never change, or because the one thing we do acknowledge in all areas of spirituality is free will. So you know we we can we can read a birth chart and go, well, this person's probably going to do this, but. Their own free will is then what, you know, how the hand plays out and no one can change that. Um, so. Although I can, you know, I will look at a birth chart and I get a really clear understanding of my client and how they're probably going to react best to different types. Um, they do have their free will. So it's a tool, but it's not obviously the be all and end all tool, but so far, like I don't think I've ever worked with someone where they haven't really, that their chart hasn't given me, um, that extra, um, insight to who they are. And actually it's part of my job to also then help see the potential through their chart. You know, I might get an, uh, an idea through their chart that someone could be, I don't know, really creative in a certain way. And they've just not experienced that yet. They've or they, they say, oh no, but I'm not creative. And then I can look in the chart and be like, ah, oh, but maybe you're trying the wrong things. Um, so our birth charts can be a real sense of self discovery. So I will also work with that to help. So I think it's a little bit different from the personality tests that sort of say, mm-hmm. you said you were this, therefore you are this. Um, whereas the birth chart, and it really also depends, whoever's reading your birth chart, how much extra. So at the very basic level, a birth chart is read with 10 planets, plus the sun and the moon. Um, but there are other kind of luminaries and bodies and entities that you can bring in to almost like flavor the birth chart and learn more. So.
0: Okay. That it makes me think a little bit actually, so from how you've explained it there, about one of the services that I see that you offer on your website, which is the like the tarot and the oracle cards. Um, and I loved what you said because I was reading through it about how it's not about this whole thing of like predicting the future, but sometimes it's actually about just giving you something that is the maybe it's the confirmation or the the question that you didn't know you needed to ask yourself or that Mm -hmm. kind of thing so it kind of makes me think a little bit of that of it's like well if this card comes up what is that saying to you that is maybe a conversation that you've been avoiding having with yourself or something you feel you need to give yourself permission for or and how actually it's that individual person's almost reaction to it rather than you're just the person that's actually brought that conversation almost to the Mm. to the plate
1: yeah so as a as an intuitive i'm a conduit so the problem with kind of tarot and psychicism and spirituality is that hollywood has sort of ruined it for a lot of us hollywood has basically told you that all mediums and psychics are crooks, and uh ta- if you have your tarot cards read and gosh, the death card comes up, you're finished, right? But tarot tarot isn't really used as a a predictive tool, it can be, but it's mostly used as a, a tool to prod your own intuition. This is how I use it. So when, when I read for someone, I'm asking, um, and we will get a bit woo here, you know, I'm asking my guy, I have a relationship with my spirit guys, and I ask them to help me give the person I'm reading for the message they need, right? So I am just a conduit. So I pick the cards and I relay these messages. And so what happens is, you know, it kind of like you were saying, people kind of go, wow, okay, I didn't see it that way, or, or, oh, okay, I do need to focus more on that. So it's not about fortune telling or predicting death or anything like that. It's an intuitive prod, because actually, and and you know, you'll know this in society, we've lost so much connection to our intuition in the modern world. So working with things like tarot cards, oracle cards, it's an intuitive prompt, right? So people come to me so I can be their intuitive prompt. Um, And if it means they can then walk away going, okay, I am going to follow that avenue or I am going to try that new thing because they got that prompt through me, then that's great. And I, I read independently, so anyone can book me for a reading, but I will also occasionally bring in Modalities like card reading or crystals into my one on one coaching, but it really depends on the client and whether they decide they want those modalities. So I don't enforce spiritual modalities on people. Um, I will only work with the ones that they are comfortable with. So. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So I guess bringing it back to like a business thing, because as well, like I know often people are so kind of, uh, kind of, I don't, I don't know, is the right word, but sometimes you know when I'm talking with my coaching clients about really embracing their niche, like you know they'll come up with this idea of something they'd love to do, but they're like, oh well, I couldn't do that, or I wouldn't know how to do that, and it's like, well let's work out what it is and then then we'll work out how we market it because sometimes it's like well we can't just rinse and repeat the same marketing strategy yeah. we used for our photography <laughs> businesses so let's look at marketing because i do love marketing um but it's so different for every type of business and so did you find building this like additional business this lena della luna part of you that you had to take a different approach to marketing it and how, how have you built that audience that you have?
1: Yeah. So initially when I was in like hiding it, it was all on Instagram, which meant my, you know, my Instagram growth has been steady, but not, you know, not fast because I was just focusing a bit more on like being this kind of secret intuitive and building this whole new audience from scratch on Instagram. Um, and there is very much a, a, a spiritual community on Instagram. Um, it is hijacked a lot by spammers, uh, but, um, I found that was a place to almost find my tribe, to find the other spiritual coaches I could then connect to because there was no one else in my circle that was really in the same arena. So that was a really great place for me to then connect with them create this kind of brand on Instagram and obviously via my website and via newsletters. But what I really found was the growth spurt, if you like, was um, appearing in public. So speaking at things so that people could actually hear my methods as a holistic coach And then the word of mouth that started when I worked with people that that has been brilliant, because I think sometimes people might see a holistic business coach. Okay, holistic, that's good. It's well being. It's mind, body, soul. But then sometimes the spiritual side, people might be like, is this too woo for me? I don't know if I really want that Mm -hmm. side of it. So then when they talk to people who go it was brilliant. One week we were doing strategy and the next week, you know, the next week or the next month um, we were doing a, a beautiful manifesting visualization, you know, so it, it that itself has been the best marketing for people to actually be saying this is how it worked. It was literally whatever I needed at that time. So that's definitely been the kind of best way for me. Um I do post videos like reels on Instagram and TikTok. I find actually my my re, my videos do better on TikTok. I guess because of the nature. Um but I don't find TikTok is a place for clients because my clients tend to be a little bit um older than the TikTok audience. Um they are usually entrepreneurs with businesses um, and kind of people who need a bit more of a holistic approach, you know, maybe they're stressed or burnt out or they feel like they've lost their way a little bit. So, um, so marketing, uh, it took me a while to really kind of come up with a, you know, that kind of one sentence about who I actually was, um, to be able to market that. Um, you know, and I've toyed with what might be next for me in terms of things like a YouTube or a podcast, but um yeah, I need to still kind of work that out, but I think my niche came organically from realizing I could help people both with business and both with their spirituality under the same umbrella and let them almost kind of choose what they needed me for that that mm. um yeah. and so putting that out there gave me almost like a little marketing edge because lots of people are kind of either spiritual or either businessy so mm. if that makes yeah sense.
0: no it's it's really interesting just to to hear you know your journey and in marketing that because especially a lot of the one-on-one clients that I work with in coaching and we're really working on you know what is their niche mm. and and they they've come from this photography industry and even if it's just still building and refining their niche niche within photography it's like well well how does that fit with SEO how can I SEO optimize that and it's like well actually maybe with your niche if your ideal clients this isn't something that is going to be something that you can seo optimize like you might have the bit of content but it's like Mm. actually once we really know what your niche is that strategy will will kind of make itself known but it's not always that it's it's finding that thing or relinquishing that almost way that it's sort of taught in the photography business of okay, right, you need SEO, you need Instagram, or what, you know, Pinterest, and it's what like, well, are you? yeah, What well, you know, what are you, what do you define as, and where are you marketing to your people, and it's like, when people start to go into what I call their super niches, and it's like, well, we have to then step outside of the bounds of the just traditional standard marketing that everyone else is doing, and acknowledge that do you know what, maybe my clients aren't searching for on um, SEO for a spiritual coach or whatever. Ooh. It's like, you know, I know that the, you know, the type of work that I do, whether that's as a photography service, or something else that I'm offering, that actually know my clients are the sorts of people where, you know what, this is going to come through yet yeah, interactions where I'm actually speaking with people. So like you said, for you, it was the big game changer was speaking at events and being that different voice where people could then also just get to know you and so i think that's a really important thing for people who are listening to to just kind of give them hope that when you're kind of in this a kind of it's like almost the messy middle of like knowing that there's this beautiful nugget of a niche there but you're just not quite sure how to polish it and shine it mm-hmm. out to the world that you can just let go of those almost those shoulds of like oh but should is i have to, to seo it i have to be on instagram mm-hmm. it's like, well maybe, maybe you
1: don't um yeah and i found that you don't have to wait to for your niche to fit into somewhere you can almost like i i almost like barged my way into the first conference I spoke at as Lena della Luna, because though I saw it, it was a, it was a wedding industry conference, not photography, but wedding industry conference. And they'd announced the title that they were going to be talking more about after the hecticness of the post COVID wedding boom, because 20 late 21 and then 22 would were, were nuts for a lot of people. Um, once they you know it was about how to kind of decompress and slow down um and i saw that and when well that's that's what i can help with right yeah. so i contacted them and pitched to them that actually if they were tackling this topic then actually i could talk to them about a holistic approach to entrepreneurship that allows you to um think you know live more cyclically and more in flow with the busy and the quiet times and you know I remember being told that I was going to be the wild card of the conference and I was on it kind of at the end of the day in this sort of second room and the room was full and I got so much amazing feedback from people you know uh, all people saying wow I want to i want to immediately start inputting some of what you said because i am overworked and i am tired and i feel like i just go from day to day and each year passes so you know but i put myself it was like i said to them i am the talk you don't realize you need in this Mm -hmm. conference yeah so uh, and it went down really you know really well and the organizers said that i was probably the talk that got the most mentions when asked for feedback so you know don't be afraid if you do have a niche or a super niche. don't you don't necessarily have to wait for the right marketing channel you can you know use the fact that you are a niche to educate and to pitch to other people that maybe they they don't even know your niche exists so they haven't thought that actually you would be good on a you know on a blog uh or on a blog, on a podcast, on a conference lineup, you know, because they've not actually thought about what it is you offer. So when I started doing that, starting to say to people, um, you know, I'm going to be speaking at a conference in November. And again, I just went and pitched to them and said, well, have you thought about having this on your schedule? And they were like, I'm like oh, actually, that's a really good, we know our members will really enjoy that. And so I've got that coming up in November so don't be afraid to go well yes I do have this niche and maybe a lot of people haven't heard about the way I do things but let me educate them you know let me say actually you would really benefit from having me speak to your delegates or your audience
0: yeah and you don't know I think that's such a huge thing for me in any niche Especially when you're like there's nobody out here doing this there's not a market for it no. and it's like there will be but yeah. they if they don't know you exist then then you're you can't help them the way that you want to but as soon as you make yourself visible to them it's yeah. amazing how suddenly people come out of the woodwork who are like oh my god this is what I have been waiting for
1: yeah. Um Yeah, and And, if you love what is your niche is about, there is going to be someone else that loves it too. There just will be, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to make sure that I also, because I have so many people who listen to this that are photographers, I wanted to also ask you, because I have noticed that you have actually brought in the intuition stuff with the photography. So can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, obviously I am a photographer. I've been a photographer for long a lot of years. I love, uh, taking photos, shooting people. So it was not something I saw giving up and after a little while I thought, well, there's gotta be a blend here for these two. And I went on a retreat in 2022 and um, I sort of said, you know, how do you feel about I bring my camera along and actually the shots that I took during that retreat. It was a holistic spiritual retreat. I absolutely loved, you know, documentary shots of people meditating in the garden. Or you know ceremonial tea being poured, and I thought, hang on a minute, this is something else that I can definitely do, which brings my two worlds together. So um, I do now have, as part of Lena della Luna, a photography brand which I call Della Luna Photo, and I can photograph retreats, be a retreat photographer, but also I offer brand photography. So for those that want a more intuitive kind of soul led photo shoot for their branding, not just a kind of typical corporate headshot. um, I also do uh, these photo sessions and my clients have been um, amazing kind of shamans, but I've also done, um, you know, brand designers and um, I did a shoot the other week for an amazing calligrapher. And so, again, what I will do similar way to the coaching, um, I might not always look at the birth chart, but I look a little bit at their business from a holistic approach and what they're saying from a soul point of view about their work. Um, and then I will create, you know, I will photograph them. Um, I kind of say from my soul to yours in that kind of um, in that way. and And that has been brilliant i've absolutely loved doing that and um just seeing um taking pictures of of these uh these wonderful people that actually shows their their spark shows their magic um so and whether that's them dancing for me so that i can shoot the way they move or if it's um you know, bringing out the kind of cheekiness in their personality that maybe gets lost uh, potentially on a static photo on Instagram. So um, opening up the photography to um, this side of me as well has been just a really lovely uh, blend and I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, I've always loved portraiture anyway. Uh, When we shoot weddings, I'm the one that tends to go in close to the couple and and shoot more sort of editorial style portraits Uh whereas tom is more of a um you know photojournalistic photographer so it was an extension of that for me anyway um but yeah i've done some fantastic shoots that i've just really just loved the images um the only problem is that i'm i'm not good at at, at um regularly updating that instagram because all of a sudden i've got three instagram accounts and it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> so i need i need to get better at um uh scheduling and things i need to get better at that so um but yeah it's been so so lovely bringing the, it's almost like it's almost like a 360 you know i went mm. photography Uh, still there but brought in this you know this new wonderful side of me that was able to just come out and now I've come back around weaving the photography back in to that and um and Tom's come on some shoots with me um to sort of assist if I've sort of needed you know um he's kind of helped with lighting and stuff um so if I felt like I needed another pair of hands on a shoot he's come to help me with that anyway so um so again it just feels like a really nice kind of cyclical um coming back round so yeah so
0: I'm really curious have you ever thought about also bringing that side into the weddings somehow like consultations around like wedding dates or like Yes. Right in the lead up to weddings or another service that you could offer your clients?
1: Do you know I have actually, and it's been more recent. So recently we met um, we were at a conference in Madrid a few months ago, and we met um we met a guy who does tailored weather reporting for couples. So basically when they start planning their wedding, even like a year in advance, he comes on board as like their personal meteorologist. So wow. that's the right word, right? Meteorologist. Yes.
0: Yeah, meteorologist. So,
1: so he, he monitors the weather on their chosen wedding day or will help them choose their wedding day based on what they think the weather is gonna be. And I and I thought that was really interesting in the sense that I was like, Well, I read dates. I mean, I have um I have a service on my website where um it's called Ask a Question with Moonology and basically People can ask me to check up on anything to do with the lunar cycles and astrology. So, for example, I've I've had a few clients in the past who maybe wanted to launch either like a new business or a new, you know, part of a brand. And they've used that service where using their birth chart and the alignments, maybe over the next six months, I've sort of or or to a year. I've kind of used the astrology and the moon cycles to determine when would be the best time for them based on their personal astrology to launch whatever it is that they want to launch. So um, I have thought about whether we could be coming, you know, cyclical again and maybe I could offer a, you know, an astrology of your wedding date service. I mean, I certainly could create so every single thing anything that has a start has a birth chart so you know any business has a birth chart um you know any any marriage would have a birth chart right so i could create a birth chart for the marriage so that that might be a nice um and uh, and in that it would give you insights about things like how you two can communicate as a couple and um so yeah so potentially um there is a there is a an opening to bring astrology and moonology um or maybe even pre-wedding spiritual coaching you know i know it's popular in some faiths for couples to have um sessions like for example in the catholic church they have alpha sessions um i think it's alpha sessions you know or 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 pre-marriage sessions Um, so, you know, if, if you're not of a particular, um, faith, but you wanted to connect as a couple and maybe, or maybe get anything out in the open or, you know, iron out anything before you're getting married, there's potential for that as well. So I think there's definitely potential to bring Lena Della Luna into Lena and Tom, but, um, I think we'll see, I think you'll see how it goes. My 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 heckles from two years ago of oh I can't merge the two already is like a bit tingly about that idea but yeah there is definitely potential and um you know certainly if someone wanted a birth chart off their wedding day that was something like that'd be something I could do as luna Della luna anyway so
0: yeah now that's something that I just absolutely love seeing is when people well, firstly when people just embrace the different parts of who they are and decide, you know what, I'm gonna roll with this, I'm gonna create something around it. But what I love even more is when people start to integrate them together mm. to create these things that no one else is doing. Um, I just think there's just such yeah. magic in that.
1: Well I'm like, I'm doing an I'm doing some I've done some real life integration, uh as a wedding photographer. So I shot a wedding last summer when I arrived at the bride preparations, I could sense the bride was not happy. She, there was a tension in her that I hadn't seen before. So I, I, hair and makeup was going on, it was really busy. So I said to her, are you okay? And she just said, oh, I just feel like I need to get out of here. And I said, well, come on. And we went down the back of the garden and I I got her to go barefoot, so we grounded, I grounded her into the earth, and then I held her hands, and I took her through a five-minute calming meditation, and uh, it was really sweet, actually, because her dad took a photo of us, like, from the kitchen window, and she just felt so much better afterwards, and she was sort of Skip back the house and I had random people come up to me through the wedding like I hear you gave her a meditation this morning. She was so happy uh, afterwards. And so that was really, you know, that was really nice to to literally be able to help in another way um, using kind of, I guess, my skill set. But I genuinely wanted to help. her. I didn't want her mood to kind of ruin this fantastic day that was coming up. Um, And then this Saturday, we're shooting a wedding at a venue that is brand new the wedding is going to be the first ever wedding there and it's it's the daughter of the the family that own the house that's then going to become a wedding venue but um because it's called um it, it has a celestial name i'm going to do a little um opening uh moon ritual when i get there on saturday morning awesome. so before i um before I go into photographer mode, I'm going to be yeah. Lina della Luna for 10 minutes and I'm going to get them all out in the garden and we'll just do this little ritual to um, energise and open up this uh, wonderful new venue for not just a happy day on Saturday, but hopefully uh, lots of happy days in the future. So it's definitely that blending that's starting to happen as well, particularly when people know and then follow me as Lina della Luna as well. So.
0: That's so amazing. Especially that, so the one that you just said, how did that come about? Is that from them like following you and following Lena Della Luna that they asked you to do it or was it something you suggested?
1: The one on Saturday? Yeah. So um, they are a wonderful family of six girls and we have so far shot uh, three of the girls' weddings. Is it three or is it two? Or is this the third one? Anyway, half of them. We've got, we've got, uh, we've shot, and they're such a wonderful family, but unfortunately, um, the father passed away last year, who we had obviously had the pleasure of meeting on a number of occasions, and uh, so last year or the year before, and um, this uh, they they had other businesses that then got sold, and and then they they. The, the the girls of the family put all their energy into this new venture and so they knew us and they know the work that I've been doing as Lena della Luna and then when they told me the name of the venue i was really emotionally touched and they talked about having a him um being on his kind of celestial seat watching them and I was so touched by that. I felt like, because you see, the thing with free will, if you'll permit me to get a little bit woo for a second, go for it. We have, a lot of people don't realize we all have guides, right? Up there somewhere, we all have guides. They are made up of loved ones lost, they are made up of ancestors we didn't know, and they are made up of uh, beings that we just don't even, we never knew who just happen to be kind of assigned our guides. There will be animal guides. Um, so we have this whole group who are there for our own well-being and guidance. But unless we ask them to work with us, they won't, right? Because we all have free will. So asking your guides to work with you um, through certain things is how we do it. We just have to physically let them in, right? So I am aware That he will be present, but I want him to know he can be fully welcome to be present. So I suggested we do the ritual to not only bless the venue, but to welcome in any of their guides who want to be there for the wedding day and beyond. And so that's why we're going to do this ritual together. So. It should be really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Oh, that that will be really beautiful. Yeah. It's lovely. I guess mm. we should probably start to wrap up because mm-hmm. we have been talking for a little while now. Ah. Um. So I have two more questions okay. for you. Go I don't ahead. know why I hand, held up both hands there. That's four, but two. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Um, so what advice would you give to someone who maybe is like you and they have these different aspects of their being that they're not sure if they can bring them either into their existing business or just into a business at all like what advice would you share for them
1: So this isn't necessarily just the case for Lena de la Luna. When I think back to when Tom and I started as Lena and Tom, there were definitely things we were doing very different to other wedding photographers. So I would just say the different things about you are what people are going to love, right? And I think it's, it's that whole find your tribe mentality with anything, what regardless of what industry you were in, There will be people that wholeheartedly resonate with what you do because it is you and because of the um, the elements you bring to that. And there will be people who just can't believe their luck that they have found you because of your niche, because there are 10 or penny other people doing it in the same way. So. You know, what makes you different is a hundred percent your superpower. And I know I you know I've been in situations in the past where I've sort of fought that a little bit, but as soon as I stopped fighting it, it was like the floodgates opened, you know, and as I found when I tried to hide kind of this um you know moon side of me, the minute I stopped hiding it, everything just started flowing. So although we Seem to be in a society where it's seen as almost not good to be different. I say flip that and see what it is that makes you different because you're then the one that's going to stand out from the crowd. You know, I remember Tom and I's first website 14 years ago was black with white writing no one in the wedding industry had a colored website let alone a black one and yet we very quickly picked up work in our first year and people would always say to us oh your website stood out so much and then we went from a black website a couple of years later to a purple one and we still had people say gosh your your website stood out so much because of course they were you know, opening all these websites of wedding photographers on directories or whatever. And it'd be like white and pastel, white and pastel, white and pastel. Oh, this is purple. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. so all of us and the purple would stop them just like the black stop them. So, you know, um, yeah, and granted we have a we have a sort of white and purple website now. But, you know, back then it was because of all of the people around us doing all the same thing. It meant that we stood out instantly with something as simple as a, just a different colored website. So the thing that, that then you think is going to be too different will be the thing that makes you memorable. So, you know, and especially in wedding photography, you know, there's so many people, doing the same thing you know I'm sorry to say it the websites look the same the shots look the same the edits look the same right so you know use whatever it is that makes you different because people will be so glad to find you because they'll resonate with it and there will always be people that resonate with it so hmm.
0: wholeheartedly agree with that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, So I guess the final thing, which is a question, but it's not really a question, is if people are, maybe some people who are listening are already fully in touch with their woo, or maybe there's other people who are a little bit more like me who are like, I'm curious, Mm. I'm going to maybe dip my toes in, or I just want to learn a little bit more. Where can people go to connect with you and learn a bit more about this whole holistic side of running a business and well-being and and everything that you
1: you teach? Cool. So, uh, yeah, so you'll find out a bit more about me and how I work on my website, which is Lina della Luna luna.com um, If you're on Instagram, it's definitely worth giving me a follow there, which is just at Lina della Luna, um, because uh, you know you'll get various posts and things on there for me that certainly if you want to follow the cycles of the moon that's a great place to start because I always post the kind of full moons and new moons and energetically how we can work with them um I'm also on tiktok but I don't post loads but again lena de La luna on tiktok so it's all the same um and you know I'm I'm happy for people to reach out for me and reach out and say, do you know what? I'm, 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 I feel like I'm, you know, maybe some people feel like they're being pulled in, in a certain place, but don't really know what to do with it or where to explore. So, you know, it's definitely worth, um, reaching out and seeing, um, if I can help, you know, I, I, if I don't feel like I can help, I, I will always guide you to, um, the right place. But, um, I do discovery calls if, if people want to, um, have a little look into whether they think uh, working with me might be what they need. So you can book those on my website or on my Instagram bio. So
0: Fabulous. And I Mm -hmm. will share all of your links in the show notes for this as well, so that people know as well in case they couldn't write Mm -hmm. that down quick enough or as well, try to listen to stuff and write it down. I'll drop it all in the show notes so you can click directly through to Lena's socials website and learn more about her amazing amazing work oh thank you <laughs> thank you so much for coming and chatting with Oh, me it's been great
1: thank you for inviting me
0: you're welcome bye, bye. <laughs>